Hey, welcome to the Northridge Kids Parenting Podcast for the month. The drum roll. What month are we in? I don't even know what today is. I'm just kidding. Uh, today we're talking about May 2022. Correct? That's what we're doing. That's correct. That's what we're doing. Is it Almost May? Really? Through. It's not yeah. May while we're recording this. It's still April. Okay. But for it to be some time. relevant to the parents listening to this, it will need to be may when they're listening to it so thanks so much for uh jumping into this podcast episode to learn a little bit more about what your kids are learning at church and as well as how you can um disciple them and be engaged in what they're doing uh today on the podcast you probably heard a voice that you haven't heard before at least on this one uh mr jeremy yeah, that's right. Something? Thanks okay. for that. Thanks for that introduction, Daniel. That was yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Excited to be here, guys. This is awesome. That's all right. Kristen is on vacation, so the show must go on um, without her in her absence. You got big, big shoes to fill. While, while you're Very here. big shoes. I that's told right. Kristen she's got the voice of a podcast. She does. She, she should have went she, into radio. Right. She should have went into radio. Absolutely. And Maddie, as always, Hello. Um, on on as well. The 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 plethora of wisdom words are hard uh and so well let's just dive in we've we've tarried long enough uh maddie this month the month of may what are our preschoolers going to be learning this month yeah so the title of the may series is abraham's big test so focusing all all on abraham's obedience um and faith in god when god asks him um to give up his son and just the trust that goes with that um so the main topic is faith and learning to trust in God and have faith in him when he asks us to do um, hard things. And with that, the memory verse is Psalm 31, 14. Um, it says, I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. So again, just that idea of trusting in God. What verse is that? That was Psalm 31, 14. 31, 14. Okay. Yeah. I may have missed the reference. That's good. I love that. Uh, and there's so many great resources out there for parents to dive in deeper to the story of Abraham. You know, the Jesus Storybook Bible, I think, has one. The uh, the Life Church Storybook Bible for kids that we use sometimes on Sunday mornings has that. Uh, and as well as the, uh, there's a new storybook Bible that is out that has like a hundred plus uh, stories. They're really good. We gave out for Easter, if you received one of these as a parent, um, the Easter Stories a uh, little pamphlet that those are actually a part of a bigger series of a big book uh, called the Storybook Bible by Kevin DeYoung, published by Crossway. That if you want to pick that up as a parent, it has one of those, and it's really good. I was telling some other parents a couple Sundays ago about it, and it's really great for older kids. A lot of the resources that we recommend in Storybook Bible form are great for like two years old and up till about six or seven. Mm -hmm. But once you hit about seven, eight, nine years old, it's like, come on, mom, we're reading the Jesus storybook Bible again. <laughs> um, but that's a, um, animated, um, cartoon style that even the cartoon art artistry seems a little older, um, to, to reading. Some things may go over their heads, but it's a really, really great resource. That's the Storybook Bible by Crossway. Kevin D. Young is the author um, of that. Yeah, that was some cool resources. That was a uh, we passed a few out on Easter Sunday, and nice. I had to steal one for myself. They, That's really good. Pretty cool. Yeah, and we also have the digital form of that. If you miss, well, they only sent us a hundred copies, and we couldn't buy them, so they were actually a free resource that we received that we wanted to give out to our parents and families. Um, but we do have a 
digital copy if you want one as a family. Maybe you have an iPad or something that you could, you know, swipe through and, and read a story on. Um, you can reach out to us and we can get that to you. So how does that, does that, as a parent, Daniel, does that factor into screen time? It, digital? <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> okay. It's a book, you know, so good. All right. What about our elementary students, Maddie? Yeah. So elementary is going to be focusing all on the book of Acts. Um, so that goes with our series title is Acts in the Early Church. Um, yeah. So all throughout the series, they'll be looking through Acts and telling about the history of the first church, how it started and how it grew. Um, so with that, uh, the kids will be learning about Pentecost, Philip and the Ethiopian, Tabitha, Philippian Jaller, um, and the shipwreck. And the bright ideas for each week will be God sends the Holy Spirit. God wants everyone to hear his message. God works through his people. God can do anything. No matter what, God is with those who trust him. And because of Jesus, God's grace is for me. So it'll be a five-week month, lots of <laughs> lessons there. Um, and then for the memory verse, it'll be Matthew 19, 26, um, which says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And we thought that went well with the bright ideas um, that I just shared. Nice. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add on uh, exciting happening in the month of May? We have Mother's Day. Mother's right. Day is coming. Yeah. We have Mother's Day, so this may just be a tab for all the dads out there that haven't <laughs> thought about that yet. So that's right. Set um, a reminder. Set a <laughs> set a reminder on your phone. Mother's Day is coming. I know they'll be giving away some things uh, from our church perspective as a whole, um, mm -hmm. and talking about Tabitha and how God can use all kinds of people in mm -hmm. our lives uh, tied to Mother's Day, um, as that's one of the the weeks, and so mm -hmm. that's exciting. All right, well, now it's time for our discipleship moment, how we tell you as parents that you are the primary disciple maker, but we want to give you some tips and tricks on how to do that uh, the best way. And today, this will probably be part one of a multi-part conversation through the next couple of months on technology and parenting. Um, and tied to that, we want to start the conversation by just simply starting it, um, because we know that this is so nuanced. There are kids that are at so many different stages uh, and ages, and tech may apply in different ways to them, especially if they're in school and they're having, I know even elementary schools, even as early as that, are doing uh, like having screens as a part of their education, um, using a cool laptop or tablet or something like that. And so this may apply in multiple um, different ways to you, depending on how old your kids are. But we want to talk about some general principles um, when thinking about technology and parenting. And Maddie, you'll, you'll start us off with our first one. Yeah, um, I think it's just such an important topic given, I mean, I feel like kids just are growing up in this age and are so natural with technology. And like Daniel said, it's everywhere. Um, they're just saturated in it. So it's just like the very simple point of just um, being mindful of the reality that kids all day long are being exposed to um, technology, using technology, and um, just what is like the role of um, as parents and as leaders of kids um, to help them navigate using technology is definitely a tool, but also um, having those limitations and those boundaries. Um, I know like growing up, my parents were really intentional about having those limitations. Mm. And in the moment, it was always super frustrating. I remember even when we were younger, but my mom always said she 
didn't want our phones to be our like friend to say. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> um, that's a good language right there. Yeah, your and phone even, is not your, your phone. Fr- I'm not thinking your of Finding Nemo, right? <laughs> like fish are friends, not food. Like but <laughs> the opposite. So. Yeah, because if you think about it, you use it every single day, and it becomes this reliance. Um, and I definitely, as an adult, struggle with that too, not mm. being reliant. So I think just setting those early boundaries helps, hopefully, to carry over as they grow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think I think one other just great. Uh, principle is um, is thinking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. even just taking it back to the bare bones of like, is considering just the fact that we, you you as a parent should be thinking about okay, what are the things that are influencing my kid, um, and how how do I want them to influence them? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just giving it some careful thought in attention in the same way you would probably as a parent not just send your kid over to anybody's house to stay the night Mm -hmm. um you know are you allowing any anything and everything to uh you know stay over at your house through the the version of technology through what they're watching and taking in screens you know you would probably get very careful attention like who am i letting my kids stay over the night with who their parents what is this kid like what will y'all be doing where y'all going like you'd probably ask a thousand questions uh we should just take the same careful attention to technology because we're inviting it into our home Mm -hmm. um instead of the other way around of sending sending our kids um sending our kids out. And so just give it careful attention. There's one, one simple short read. Uh, that's a very small book. Uh, it's called tech wise parenting. Um, and Rena and I read it a couple, I think a couple years ago before we even had kids of just thinking about technology in our own home, um, and how we wanted to use it as a tool, you know, cause we're not saying it's the devil. Um, mm-hmm. it's a neutral tool that can be used for very positive or very negative uses. Um, so TechWise Parenting is a really good resource that can give you some good tools. Uh, Jeremy, what about another principle? What's one just simple, basic thing to consider uh, for parents? One that comes to mind is I just think what just being um, aware of what we're modeling. I think um, not being a parent yet, I'm very conscious when I'm ar- whenever I'm around kiddos of like what I am mm-hmm. showing them. You know, they're always watching, and I feel like our world is just just saturated with technology like you said Maddie and um you know I want to just be careful that I'm not whether it be on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night I want to make sure I'm not caught up in my phone or Mm. um you know if there's an important phone call maybe you know it's it's stepping outside really quick to grab that but just making sure that I I set a a good example um as as far as just making sure I'm engaged with with yeah, kids and students that's or whoever's in front of me because they're always watching. Yeah, I think that's such that's a good thing that it's so easy, you know, as a as a parent to miss is like we have one expectation for kids because we know it's good for them, but we mm. don't apply that same expectation to ourselves. Like mm. Maddie, you brought that up of like I face this now even as an adult, a, a young adult aspiring, you know, aspiring as I get older. Uh, you know, I you know I talk to parents all the time that you know they have, may have screen times for their kids, but they don't think about the same thing screen time for them. And, and that's such a good thing of, you know, if you're going to have the rule, uh, you know, a common rule at our house is no screens at the table. We, we do have a, a f- one family move, movie night every Thursday night. We eat, we don't eat dinner at the table, but every other night we're eating dinner at the table. We actually, we usually get pizza and we're watching a movie. And nice. so <laughs> that's just a ritual that we want to do in our yeah. family that Thursday night is my Friday night, you know, cause Friday is my day off. And so every Thursday night, 
we're we're getting pizza and we're having soda and like we don't drink a lot of soda in our house but we're getting pizza we're getting soda we're piling up on the couch even with a two-year-old and a couple month old like that's what thursday night looks like and in the white house and so uh and so that's what we're doing and so we have that we we did that intentionally though it's not an accident that we did that it's a it's super intentional but at the table all the other nights of the week that we're sitting around the table it's no phones you know, but how many families do we see out in restaurants that the kids maybe don't get a phone, but mom and dad mm-hmm. are like, you know, so just true. soaked into the screen. And so be mindful of how you are um, modeling behavior. You know, we, we talk about discipleship. A lot of it's more of it's caught than taught. Uh, we never want to be guilty when we talk about our following Jesus or even the practical side of what we're doing of being that old cliche, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we want to model that behavior. We want to, our kids catch us following the rules that we set out for them uh, intentionally. Like if we want, uh, if I want my boys to respect mom, I respect mom. I, I talk to mom in a gracious loving way um all the time period whether present or not and so if that's what an expectation is then i model that behavior i don't just tell them one thing but do um something else yeah and that's i guess dependent too on what stage of life your, yeah, your kids are in, right is, i mean yeah. like once they reach a certain age they're they're kind of policing you as a parent too yeah you're getting called <laughs> out on the carpet you know so it's like <laughs> hey don't shut your mouth so, uh go to your room so so that's good the, the last thing I want to talk, I want us to talk about just for a few minutes is this principle that we've tried to employ this year in our own homes is create more than you consume uh, of just this idea, thinking about technology, thinking about just our world that we're getting in is what do you guys think about that statement as a whole? Um, and for that to even be a goal that you may have in your weekly rhythm or your daily rhythm um, or just your rhythm as a whole of just reflecting on am I creating more than I'm consuming? Or is that just like, that's throw that in the trash can. That statement doesn't (laughs) need to be the case. No, I think that's valuable too, because I think creating cause or forces you to slow down versus Mm. technology consuming. It's just like 0.5 seconds of scrolling, 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 scrolling. And this consumption is so quick. And then it creates that like addictive cycle Mm. of wanting more and more and more. Um, and that obviously trickles in the kids as well. So I think the idea of creating causes you to slow down and think and just have that freedom. Um, and I think we live in such a fast paced culture and I'm even talking to like little kids of like, Oh, I'm going to this sport to this thing. And yeah, I think that rhythm of slowing down in that creative way is super valuable. Yeah. I think when I hear creation, my mind and probably a lot of other people would go to Genesis and I just think of, you know, God as your creator. And yeah. how, uh, you know, when we're in that element, at least for me, when I'm in that lane of, of creating um, or just crafting things, I, I, I think, man, this is where God is using me at my best. Mm. When I'm stuck in that place of consumption, I'm almost falling. Not that there's anything wrong with watching, you know, a TV show or, um, you know, even even engaging in a good book. I mean, I would definitely that falls into consumption. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just when there's something about we're, we're made in the image of God and God is the creator as we're creating things, he's using, using us through that. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. I, I mean, you, you, this, this may be a little too theological, but you brought up Genesis one. So I'm going to do it is, <laughs> is when we're in consumption mode, if you study the Genesis account of Genesis one and two, we're following in the pattern of the animals. Mm-hmm. The animals had things created for them, mm-hmm. for them to eat, for them to do. But the 
Imago Dei, the image of God, the humans were actually created to, God made things for them to consume. So all consumption is not bad consumption Mm because we need food to eat. Uh, It's great to enjoy a good book. God made his, you know, God created his word. We need to be consumers of his word. But there are certain types of consumption that stir within us a desire and a longing to do more good. You fast Uh, forward and Eve. Yeah. That's where she falls, right? Yeah. Both Adam and Eve fall. Yeah. And the animalistic mm-hmm. behavior of grasping yep. for the the thing. And so, but to be a creator, to, to be using your creative abilities is actually to follow in the pattern that God set. Because God set the pattern to do what I have been doing, mm-hmm. ordering and creating. Mm-hmm. And he invites the humans the man and the woman, to join in his behavior. He says, join me in this work. Do the things that I've been doing. And so we're actually following in our the way God designed us when we are doing more creating than consuming. Um, and so we're actually living out that calling of, you know, God created us to create, to order, to bring harmony and peace and all these things to joy in, in our lives. And uh, I think Thinking about that when we think about technology is super helpful because there are so many ways you can create, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference in that one day a week when we're ordering out pizza versus we want the majority of our other nights spent preparing a meal as a family. We're taking, yeah, we're not the creator like God's the creator because I can't, I can't speak and be like spinach, you know, and there it is. What are you you holding out? Yeah, so it's like, (laughs) sorry, you can come over for dinner. It's a real show. So, uh, but... But no, but there, there is a level at which I can take things that God's made and assemble them. I am creating something. I'm taking these raw elements and I'm assembling them. I'm making a meal with my kids and my wife together and we're creating. We're, we're doing something together. We're using skill sets. We're having to think. We're like, what, what should this pasta have? Should it have a little bit of this or a little bit of that? And we're having to throw it together and you know, Wells is chopping potatoes, you know, and so that's, that's right. He's, he's, he's getting on his toddler tower. He's got a little stool and he, he uh, pretends to chop the potatoes because we've already chopped them because he can't cut those yet. <laughs> but, but yeah, and so like we're doing this together as a family. We're, we're thinking about the, the tools that we're giving them to be creative and, and express those gifts of, of, of doing more than just like, all right, what's the next Netflix show or YouTube or Disney Plus or Hulu or mm. or if they're old, if you have older kids scrolling on TikTok and what's the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing mm-hmm. uh, and getting them involved a re- a really uh, interesting resource by a, a non Christian author is Hunt Gather Parent and they talk about parenting styles of just hunter gatherer cultures and how they get the kids involved and they talk about this creation aspect they have to because they're living in kind of indigenous people groups um, you know when in the Mayan culture. African culture and then the Induit Eskimo culture is the three cultures that they highlight of how they they raise up their kids to be active participants and contributors to the family versus just like, you know, go in the room and watch TV while I cook dinner, while I do this Mm -hmm. thing. And so, um, yeah, so those are three tools. Think about it, model it, create more than you consume. So those are just scratching the surface in this conversation. um, And we hope it was super helpful for you. Big things coming up in kids ministry in the month of May, other than Mother's Day, is just five awesome weeks of kids men. Um, and we will also, during the month of May, we'll be talking about some giving projects uh, tied to uh, the book of Acts in, um, in elementary environment. 
is in the book of Acts, how they were being used by God in the early church, being sent out by God to be his hands and feet. Uh, and also in elementary, we'll be doing some giving projects tied to two different uh, locations overseas, both Ukraine and um, the Malawi project. So our outreach team is actually planning a trip uh, to go visit Malawi, and we'll be taking some supplies over with them. We'll be creating some things, some cards, um, and even raising some money for some different things to to be the hands and feet of Jesus with some partners that we may have we have overseas. Uh, and so that'll also be tied in that month. So be on the watch out on the parent blog um, and in the weekly send homes with your kids. Uh, we appreciate you partnering with us to see more kids become better followers of Jesus. See you soon.